Hey everyone, welcome back to CityY Blackout, your home for the best creators from around the world. I'm your host, Max Bowen, and joining me now, this has been a little while actually, and so much has happened. I think about a year and a half ago we last spoke. I am joined by Boston-based singer-songwriter, Census Optimism. Welcome back, and it's so cool to have you here. It's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for having me, for sure. Of course, of course. Now, geez, there is so much to talk about because, again, it's been a little while, and of course, uh, you have kept very, very busy. Uh, you uh, you released a new EP, It Gets Better. You got a new single out, Done, which that was released back in October. A really cool music video came out for that. But I want to start by talking about awards because you've been doing really well on the awards. You uh, you were named New Act of the Year at the New England Music Awards. You were a three-time nominee for the Boston Music Awards. You actually performed there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've already earned a trio of nominations once again for NEMA with Song of the Year, Leave You Behind, Songwriter of the Year, and and Pop Act of the Year. Jeez. Hey, you know, I don't, I don't know how that happens. I just appreciate it by this. I know, right? I, I, I just want to start by kind of getting your take on that, on just all these awards and like nominations, kind of what that like means for you as an artist. Uh, my answer is not going to be politically correct. <laughs> Excellent. Go for it. I think it's a popular contest. I don't disagree. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I think getting nominated that takes your skill. But when it comes to voting, it really is about, you know, clicking that, you know, box as many times as you can. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, even last year, like, when I went, I was like, that's great, you know. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I I, I posted it, you know, because I should post it and everyone else is posting it. You know, I don't want to be ungrateful because I'm not ungrateful. I'm very appreciative. And I hope they don't listen to this episode. They'll be like, we're never going to nominate this bitch again. I know. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> Off the list. Hey, you bleep, know. Bleep. Hey. Hey, you know what? You got your award. You got what you needed done. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy about it. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just kind of reminds me of like high school or elementary school, where they're like, "Oh my god, see all these kids that you should be like," and I'm like, "I want nothing to do with them." I was a C's got degrees student, so kind of gives me that kind of energy. But it's still great, you know. And I and I feel that way whether it's the Nima or Grammy, when it comes to awards, I'm just not, you know, it's about the people. It's about the people. I get that. I get that. How about performing at the uh, BMAs? I understand you were part of that too. That was a fun one. That was, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, That was, I think that is still the biggest crowd I've played to. It was like 500 people or something. And uh, I was on the verge of having a panic attack before I went up there because I have stage fright. Um, and I walked on stage, my heart was beating to the point where I thought my body was lifeless, but I was like, my heart's still beating, so I'm alive. But anyways, it was just a lot of adrenaline. <laughs> um, and eventually I saw the crowd and I was like, either I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. And I'm on the stage, so I'm going to have to do this. And it ended up being one of my best shows, um, one of them so far. So it was, it was, it was a great, it was a great time, yeah. I never would have thought you as the nervous type because you always seem so cool, especially, you know, playing shows. You always seem so just, you know, cool and casual about it. I'm very, uh, I'm very chill, um, but I'm a ball of anxiety. <laughs> Music gives me a sense of optimism. In my day to day, I don't know if I have it, but 
We're working on that. We're working on that. Yeah. Just like I'm trying to help everybody else. I'm trying to help myself too. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm curious how you kind of battle the anxiety to sort of get up there on stage and, and do what you do. So the way I the way I look at it, honestly, is like it's part of the job. <laughs> this is not encouraging. No, but you know, it's like it's part of it's part of what is being a musician, right? And so I look at it as giving value. Um, I actually do, you know, as I've played more shows, I've gotten a little bit better with it, you know, because when I first started playing, you know, I couldn't, I was thinking so much the entire time and, and people still thought I was a good performer back then, but compared to now where I can actually be in the moment, I'm a lot better of a performer, but I still get anxiety when I go up. Mm. Um, and it's just kind of like doing it anyways. That's like literally the slogan do it anyways even if you feel like it's not good or not that it's bad for you but you know what i mean like you know that it's good for you and it works in your best interest but you're scared to do it or you're not sure like if you're going to be good at it or if it's going to do go well or go like you hope it's going to go just do it because you really never know what's going to happen and the times whenever i've done it i've literally been shocked at the response so just do it <laughs> no yeah. i really think that that that's really good advice because it's so easy to overthink these things maybe it's gonna go good maybe it's not but the more you kind of hem and haw about it, the worse it's gonna come out yeah yeah i mean if you if you know um some basic fundamentals you know about things whatever that is if you know the basic fundamentals you don't lose. Uh, all right, then. All right. <laughs> you don't lose. There you go. There you go. All no. right. So let's now talk about music, because certainly you, you have been doing a lot of that lately. Uh, you've got the single <laughs> done, and that was released back in October. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I want to ask about just like the sound of this one, because this one sound this one, I think, was a little bit different from some of your stuff in the past. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, growing the sound and, and taking it into a, a new direction. Um, and I've been really excited about that. Uh, right now, it's like writing period for every, I guess it's for everybody. I think it's like in the industry, this is writing period. Um, and so the sound that I've been making is more in line with done than it is with It Gets Better. At least I like to think so. It's not exactly the same sound, but anyways, I, it's still a really good sound. So I, I love the sound of it, and it's basically more of a mix of African music um, with a little pop in there. Um, it's not like 100% either way. But yeah, it's my own brand of it, I guess. <laughs> my own concoction. <laughs> you're on a like musical creation there. I like that. I can see you uh, uh, standing before this like cauldron, just like, just like chucking in different sounds. It's, that's pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much it. It's like, oh, okay, I have this little riff, and then I have this, you know, little thing, and then um, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm. Well, what can I do on top of that? And there was this vocal hook or melody, um, and so I kind of put those two together, and then wrote everything else around it. Mm. Yeah, I want to ask a little bit uh, about uh, the African music that you have included with your sound. Um, what's that style and how does it kind of mesh with everything else? Um, Sukus music, specifically the way that it 
Gen X is the guitar style and the way that the guitar is played. It's not a completely accurate rendition. It's my own version of it, but it is inspired by that. Um, and they have just a really unique playing style. You have to be like really technical to play it. It's, it's, it's harder than it looks. Um, but, you know, in my own version, to simplify it, yeah. So I miss something like that. Hmm. Yeah. How'd you come across this? Oh, I, I grew up listening to that kind of music. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So a lot of people, yeah, they grew up listening to the Eagles. I grew up listening to Kofi, Illumide, and I don't know, those other artists, Fela, you know, things like that. Um, so I'm just bringing in my, you know, things I grew up listening to. And then it was later when I got into, when I got into Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith, The Doors and things like that. That's a really diverse background, and I really like it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there's one room had African music, one room had R&B and Michael Jackson. I grew up listening to Michael Jackson. Uh, I love Michael Jackson. When He died when I was 10, and I was just obsessed. I was doing his dance moves <laughs> and doing all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not the best dancer anymore, but I used to be a really good dancer. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, a lot of basically just pulling in a lot of things that I grew up listening to, um, putting them together and making something unique that expressed how I felt about it at the time and um, how I felt about experiences that, you know, not personally I've gone through, but I've witnessed and discussions I've had about, yeah, certain things that are depressing, but it's hopeful. <laughs> Do you feel like the change in styles kind of reflects like what you're kind of going through the time? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, I definitely am moving into an interesting direction. I can't necessarily put my finger on it just yet. But that song is, I really wanted to, even though I released the EP earlier that year and it, and people really reacted well to it, I really wanted to like set a tone for the next year with that single in terms of the sound and the overall vibe that I'm generally moving towards, you know? Do you think you're sort of at the place where you want to be musically? No. <laughs> Good answer. I like that. Yeah, not, not at all. Um, I get a lot of compliments and it's very nice. Um, but I'm not, I'm not anywhere. I don't, I don't entirely know exactly where I want to be musically. I just want to grow. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm figuring it out, you know, <laughs> just like we all are. Um, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I want to ask a bit about a bit about the story behind Done because reading about this one, I read that this was about moving on from bad habits, specifically drug abuse. Uh, yeah. How did this one come about? Well, basically, I was in Lowell. Um, and Lowell has um, a population of a lot of people who have um, a disease when it comes to, or I don't know how to phrase it, but drug addicts. Um, and uh, I was talking to one named Willie uh, one night, one drunken night. This was at Thirsty First, which is no longer around, uh, the way it was anyways, because I had a pipe burst. But um, I was having a conversation with Willie, basically, and he was just talking about 
you know, um, his life. He used to be a boxer, um, pretty successful boxer, not, you know, rich and famous, completely professional, but he was a semi-professional boxer. And where his life was and then where it is now, where he's homeless and, um, you know, he's he has a lot of mental um, disabilities as well as, you know, uh, the drug abuse as well. And so this song was kind of inspired by that conversation and talking about getting away from bad habits or, you know, um, drug abuse specifically. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, it's a little darker than that. <laughs> I know it's a very dancey tune, but it's a celebration. It, it, so even though the song is inspired by that, it's a celebration about moving past that and, you know, aspiring to move past that. Hence, mm. I'm done. I'm done with the, you know, the drug addiction and I'm done with the, you know, bad habit, any bad habit, the mental the mental issues that you, you know, you have in the moment or it could apply to anything. Um, yeah. Is that, would you say like the heaviest thing you've kind of taken on with your music? Definitely the deepest song for sure. Mm. Um, definitely want to move deeper. How is it just like writing the lyrics? So there's different types of like people write lyrics differently and maybe there's some people who do both, but the two common ways I know of people writing lyrics is they sit down and write lyrics and then figure out a vocal melody. And then there's people who find a vocal melody and then write the lyrics that fit the vocal melody. That's me. Ah, but, I get you. <laughs> but I make sure that it kind of um, fits. And it's it's actually interesting. When it comes to writing songs, I can never really go into a song like, this is what it's going to be about because the song is never going to be finished. It's more so I write the song and then I'm like, oh, so this is what it's about <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, all right. Music video for this one. I've also checked that one now. It's very, very cool. Um, Thank you. How would you say it kind of reflects the story of Dunn? Yeah, so... The story is basically somebody is addicted. That's why there's powder on my nose. It's um, for, um, you know, white white powder. I think that could be assumed um, what that is. Um, and basically, I'm getting kicked out of my house uh, because of my addiction. Um, and I'm trying to find myself. And eventually, I find myself through music. It's very lighthearted, but it's it's, you know. There's a point in time when I'm buying drugs for, from a drug dealer, you know, um, and yeah. <laughs> That's intense. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're homeless with a bag, you know, walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Drug, drug dealer. And then finding and then finding other musicians to play with, which are the live band that I, I work with and mm. are on the um, song. And, you know, we play music together, play the song together, and I feel better. <laughs> I feel like I found myself a little bit more and I found a reason to keep going. I get you. Do you feel like yeah. you found yourself more through music? Yes. Yeah. Music highlights the deep parts of me that I don't entirely fully understand yet. They bring that to the forefront. Um, 
because the words that you choose and the vocal melodies and the um, way in which you sing a song, it's it's a release of something. And you don't, for me at least, don't entirely know what it is, typically. Sometimes I know exactly what's going on. But other times, you know, I don't entirely know what it is. It's just coming out. And whatever comes out, comes out. And I realize, oh, I should probably sleep a little bit more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> work your, just, you know, just like work yourself to death. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I took, I took yesterday off kind of. So do you find it hard to do that, though? Because like, you know, being a musician, you're doing so many things. Of course, you're writing the music, you're performing, but you're also doing the music videos, your social media and playing shows and everything like that. Right. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say it's not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even a, a lot of what I've been doing right now. Right. Because it's like a writing period. So I've been doing less live shows, uh, focusing more on a project for next year and working on building the brand right before then. So when it's time to promote that project or the projects, um, I'm still trying to figure out what that is exactly, but you know, um, I'll have an audience to promote it to that is already paying attention. And so I'm trying, you know, to get as many people as I can. And so TikTok is, a lot of work <laughs> so i've heard uh, i have yet to do it myself but yeah. i've heard it's a lot it's a lot of work um and i knew that going in which is why i procrastinated 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 and i also was like it's for kids so is it really worth the work it's definitely worth the work um definitely worth it uh but yeah it's a, it's a lot like before we hopped on i was recording uh, Mac DeMarco cover and that's covers are a way that I get uh, people's attention and hopefully keep them on board then, you know what is on your TikTok I've yet to actually check this this whole thing out yeah I mean it's relatively a new thing um, so no worries uh, but it's like uh, basically I don't know if you've seen the videos of me on Instagram of the four of me oh yeah oh yeah those are so cool yeah so basically it's those videos Nice, nice. People re respond really well to them. Uh, but it's a lot of work to make. It's like, why is the thing that people respond well to the most amount of work? <laughs> I know, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, uh, you, you know what? If you ever get like, a, uh, get like a cat or a dog, just put that in all your videos. It'll work every time. That's the goal. That's, that's, that's definitely the goal. Hopefully, there's going to be a dog on the way, you know, hopefully. Uh, next year, there'll be a little, you know, Senses optimism. Uh, I probably wouldn't name it that, but you know, <laughs> hopefully. And then it'll be in you know pictures and videos. Like Instagram, I'm I'm laying back more on because yeah, it's a weird time when it's writing periods. You, you don't want to drop off the face of the earth. But yes, so anyways, there's a lot going on. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, Don is going like really well though. People are really responding really well, really oh, well to that. Oh, definitely, definitely, and and. Uh, the videos where you're doing like the four of you, basically, where did that idea come from? <laughs> basically, it's stolen. People were like, you know what? You need. And I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. People were like, I don't know where you came up with that. 
I saw somebody else doing it and I was like, I'll give that a shot. That's literally what everybody does. And the people who are successful, that's what they did. But the only difference is that you can't copy it exactly, right? There's a difference in copywriting and being inspired by. So I was, I didn't steal it. I was inspired by another artist um, who like does guitar and he like does really good lead guitar. I can't remember his name, but does really good lead guitar and has bass and drums. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I know how to do, I know how to mask. So um, I started doing covers, um, which is slightly different than what he's doing and the way he does it. It's just, it's a completely different thing, but we're in a completely different niche as well. But yeah. <laughs> that's what i did yeah how long would you say it takes to make those oh between four to eight hours sometimes 10 sometimes 11 each oh my video god not even exaggerating not even exaggerating not even in the slightest it's a lot of work um i get great views so i'm like i'm not mad i'm not mad but i'm disappointed i'm (laughs) I'm know right it's like yep that was four to eight (laughs) hours of my life that took and i'm not getting paid for it exactly i mean hopefully one day i can but um right now no i mean i used to be posting them on um instagram a lot like once a week which was doable once a week is is, is a lot more doable a lot easier to do uh in general um i do more now but yeah i was posting once a week on instagram and then the algorithm switched up on me so i got mad and i was like you know what i'm just posting them on tiktok but then i posted one on instagram last week because i didn't have any content and people watched the music videos like thanks for watching the music video and i appreciate all the comments and things like that um uh the done music video uh and yeah now it's at 24k views i'm like instagram you know what i'm grateful but you've held off these views for for too long to the point where i left to another platform i'm not changing i'm not going back (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going back it's like instagram is this like annoying ex that want that wants to bring you back hey give us another chance give us another chance you're like nope no i've moved on instagram i'm with tiktok now yeah, exactly. I mean, TikTok, I can get views like that on, on the regular. Although that video on TikTok didn't do as well. It got like 16K or something, but it, you know, whatever. It, it's still it's a win is a win. You know, I'm not I'm not mad. Exactly. Um, exactly. You, you yeah, just gotta, you just gotta like, you know, keep at it. And pretty soon you'll be doing like 3 million views. Yeah. I mean, hopefully at that point, I'm not still doing covers. At least, at least the great. I mean, doing covers. I held off on doing covers for a while because I don't like doing covers, which is the thing that people don't know, but I actually don't like doing them. I, I've grown to like them a little bit more because I do them at this point two to three times a week. I make one of those videos or each of I make two to three videos a week. So um, I've grown to like them. And, you know, it's developed my style, supposedly. And again, people respond to it and I appreciate, you know, it helped people like I got 18,000 view uh streams undone because people, you know, from TikTok and all these things. It's great. Um, but hopefully I transition to more original stuff on a more regular basis. Um that's the goal. But right now we're just trying to get people in right now to into the funnel, as I say. Nice. Do you plan your social media? Do I plan it? Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, the whole, the whole, the, the whole reason I started doing this, doing these videos is for me on a regular basis. Cause I've done them like twice before maybe was because for the EP, um, leave you behind. It did well, but the hype for it wasn't as much as I'd like. So I was like, well, you know, I need to give more value instead of just promoting, promoting. I'm going to try to give value, give value. And then hopefully when I promote, I get the value back. <laughs> and that's when I started doing those uh, covers once a week. And people really responded to them. And it it did. It it worked. It, it did work. I got the hype that I wanted on the EP as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, then I I got associated with doing those things, so I was like, I kept up. I was like, all right, I gotta keep doing it. And then I moved on TikTok, and then the views started. Getting, and I was like, oh. well, the views started getting well on Instagram, so I was like, oh, I have to keep doing it. <laughs> I moved on TikTok. Oh, I really have to keep doing it. So <laughs> it's just you know, it's just part of me at this point. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. I do plan my social media um, very uh, meticulously. Every post, uh, there's very, very rarely do I have a post that, even though it seems like there's no plan, was not planned. <laughs> I getcha. All right. So, <laughs> I'm it, you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so looking back at everything, you know, um, you're now an award winning musician, multiple time nominations, the music videos, the EPs. Do you feel like you're really established as an artist at this point? No, not at all. It's uh, it's 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 weird. It's a weird feeling because um, I got somebody from my high school who reached out to me. She was a librarian, at least when I was there, um, and she's hosting some class extracurricular thing. And she was like, "You're really successful." <laughs> successful and we want you to you know i can't go back to sri lanka so i want you know we want you to zoom in and uh do like a presentation on your music and i was like yes of course you know i'm I'm not against it at all but am i that successful to be talking to a class in high school i don't know (laughs) you know it's i i see people who are where i want to be um and and I don't really compare, right? I have 15,000 followers on TikTok or 3.8 thousand followers on Instagram and they have 10,000, 150,000. So I'm not, I'm not even, I'm an ant compared to them, you know? So that's how I view it. Yeah, I don't know. Cause I feel like numbers, you know, it's so easy to get the followers these days without actually doing anything really. So I think it's more about substance than, you know, what what whatever the little counter at the top of your pages right i like that i like that um that viewpoint of it <laughs> and i agree i think substance is what keeps people exactly exactly all but right number that gets them in the folds that's where it is yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah it's it's a smoke stream of things it really is it really nobody is. likes it yeah. all right so what is happening for next year Working on that. So that's what we're working on right now is writing. Um, so that so I've actually been in talks with a lot of photographers and videographers, and I'm like, hold on, I'm working on the music and we're gonna get back to you. But we've been um like my uh, live band and I 
we meet up once a week, you know, or sometimes twice a week and record demos, you know, uh, in preparation to start recording next year. So I can't necessarily speak about the goal, but it's going to be something big. That's that is what we're shooting for. All right. Well, folks, in the meantime, if you want to be on top of all the latest news, what this new project is, and new releases, of course, you go to senselessoptimism.com. You'll find all the links, of course. Check out the streams on Spotify. Check out the music videos, of course. Like, interact, all those things. I keep saying, and I'm, and I'm going to keep on saying, God damn it, make these things happen. <laughs> As always, wonderful speaking with you, and I definitely look forward to hearing about the new project. Thank you. Yeah. This is your girl, Lady V, host of the V-Line, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout. Well, I know, I know, there's nowhere left to go. And I know, I know, been smoking on the street for way too long. It's been fun, been fun, but I'm done.
I am really, really psyched about this because this band was brought to my attention. They're called uh, they're called uh, Selfish Bodies. Loving the music, and they are good enough to join me here today. Welcome to the show, everyone. It is so cool to have you here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right. So to kick things off, uh, why don't we just do a quick introductions, who you are and what you do in the band? Straight away, Garrett. Yeah, so I'm Garrett Jetty. Um, I play guitar. Um, we we all write together, but uh, my main instrument is guitar. Uh, I'm Michelle Bissett. Uh, I play keys. Um, yeah, Brian and I have been playing for about seven years now. Um, and now here we are. I'm Brandy. I'm uh, the lead vocalist. And yeah, like uh, Garrett said, we all write together. Mm-hmm. Quite a group. <laughs> exactly. All right. I want to start with the with the vocals then, because I absolutely love the vocals in these songs. Uh, I'm a little curious if you're uh, like self taught or trained. Oh, absolutely self taught. Really? <laughs> oh gosh, no. Uh, can't afford it, you know, musician. <laughs> <laughs> oh, artist life. It's kind of poor. Yeah. You get that question a lot if you're you were went to school or something for that. I know this comes up yeah, a couple times. Yeah. But yeah, not that they're not worth it. They're certainly worth the price. Um, but no, never. I'm tempted to call bullshit on that because you sound <laughs> so good. Like, uh, wow, that's, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Good ears. Good ears. a lot. I sing every day almost. All right. Now, um, looking back, I saw that this group was formed in February of 2018. So you're still a relatively new band. Been playing a bunch, though. How did the group come together, though? Well, that's a bit of a, a story because we had different members before um, who we kind of lost through COVID either returning to school or um, taking on different uh, adventures in their life. (laughs) But we originally found our members through Kijiji, which is a Canadian kind of Craigslist-y kind of site. (laughs) So you can put out wanted ads through uh, uh, like an artist's section. And we found each other through there. Uh, How did I find you? Kijiji. Kijiji? Yeah. It wasn't Bandmix? No, it was Kijiji. So Brandy and I have been playing together uh, for seven years, and uh, I found her on Kijiji. She was looking for a keyboard player. So I found her on Kijiji, and we started playing, and then uh, that was seven years ago. And you had just moved to Edmonton. Yeah, just moved to Edmonton. I'm from Ontario, so that was in uh, 2015. And uh, So Brandy had been together for a long time, went through several members, several. <laughs> so we stuck through it. We are together, and um, I've always said to her, like, if you know, if we want to make it, we just gotta to stick together. And uh, I think that's uh, that's where we, I think that's where we're going. And now we have Garrett on the team, so it's good. Yeah. All right, all right, Garrett, my man. How'd you become um, associated with the band? Uh, well, um, Michelle and I are married, actually. Um, well, there you so go. There. I was there? I was around. I was uh, running cable and carrying equipment for a few years. Um, but you know, during the start of the pandemic, uh, we had some more time at home. So, uh, you know, Michelle and I always played together, um, but we'd play covers and just whatever we felt like, and we just ended up practicing more and more. And, um, you know, they invited me to come, come and play with them and see if we could make that work. And so 
I joined maybe sometime in 2020, near the end of 2020, something like that. And nice. uh, so, yeah, you know, been around the band um, for a little longer, but uh, happy to be, you know, making music now. Definitely. So, so you got to go from like roadie to being in the band then. Oh yeah. What a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's good at both. He's still the rodeo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind. Hey. If yeah, it I works, guitar, it works. You know, since since I was a my early teens, probably maybe twelve or something. Um, so I've always played, not really in bands a lot. I, I taught for a little while. Um, but yeah, I usually just, you know, played on my own with friends and stuff. So uh, this is actually my first full time band, which is cool for me. Yeah, yeah. Now, as you were kind of like going through the member change, did it really impact like the band's sound over the years? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, that's a story. Yeah, um, I think it was kind of a direction that we were going for from the beginning. Um, But our original band members were kind of from across the board of genres. And then we kind of mishmashed together and that was our first EP. Nothing wrong with it, but uh, we've definitely taken on more of a pop glaze since the, the new edition. And the, <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's a change, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I really uh, dug the sound of the songs. I definitely kind of got that like like pop, kind of like rock vibe. Do you feel like this is kind of like this is it for uh, Selfish Bodies? This is kind of your sound? Well, our songs do change. Um, our next release is going to be a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say that the biggest change you could expect would be in the tone of the song. The next mm-hmm. song, for instance, is going to be a lot darker. Yeah. Right, but more, still, piano, more piano heavy than synth. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that we're, we found our sound, but you yeah. will you will find some different throughout our release. Yes. Different feelings. <laughs> Not as uplifting. Oh boy, because like your other songs have all been fairly like upbeat, so I'm curious as to what like a darker one's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, it's going to hit you. It's going to hit you right in the chest. <laughs> Not the yeah, chest! Have- no! Yeah. Right in your chest. Coming on January. Yeah. Ah. I'm ready to go, so we've got a bit of a release plan. Um, you know, in in the new year and so the songs that are done done um i'd say that we're pretty happy with how they're sounding and it's we're feeling confident that we've kind of found a groove and yeah. we're writing like crazy and mm-hmm. lots of you know plans to keep uh keep the tracks coming so i think we're happy with the direction we're going and um you know bambi legs is we're really proud of that song and, um it's kind of the most recent uh, expression of what we're trying to do i think yeah, I l- loved that song. That was an amazing song. But I'm curious as to what the story behind it is. I'd say the, fir- the first lyric that kind of inspired the whole idea behind the song was Bambi uh, Legs when I'm walking down the street. Because when I'm walking sometimes alone, I feel like I'm walking funny. Um, I realize that logically this is not true. Uh, and it's purely a insecurity overthinking kind of thing uh so the the whole song is kind of about insecurity overthinking and fears and stuff like that but 
using such a funny little line was like kind of a way to take the power away from insecurity and kind of look at the funny part of it. Okay. Is insecurity something you've kind of like dealt with over the years? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we all? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I, and I, I, yeah, that's Michelle's totally right. I feel like we're all insecure, like to some degree. Hmm. Does that ever like happen to you on, on stage? Like you, like you up there, you're like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Heck yeah. <laughs> From the moment I go on to the end of the set, <laughs> the whole time I'm performing, I'm like, you can't do this. And then, <laughs> and then I've and done it. Somehow do. Yeah, you, yeah. You do it. You just close your eyes and jump in. Um, freak out the whole time. And when you're done, you just feel so good. Kind of feel like you have to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You put your put yourself through it. Well, you signed uh, up for it. So it's like, <laughs> I guess is what I want, right? <laughs> but it always always worth it. Yeah. I'll bet. It is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of shows, I read that uh, that your first show was April eighteenth, twenty eighteen. Oh, what a time before all this insanity! And this was a sold out show. I'm curious to hear all about this one. Oh, you're pulling up a memory from. I don't know if I can access. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> there was there was a time before all this. Yeah, right. It was our EP release at the Buckingham. Oh, it was the box. Yeah, it yeah. was the It was a great show. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. Buckingham is awesome. Um, vegan eatery. Yeah. It's an amazing <laughs> venue right on White Avenue. <laughs> great venue. Yeah. Really important for local music. Yeah. I have heard so much about the Canadian music scene because I've had a ton of guests from the area on the show. What's it like where you are, though? The music scene is great here. Uh, I'd say it took a really healthy punk and metal music scene, more so. A little bit harder to get in there when you have our genre, I'd say, but <laughs> yeah, but you know that everyone's so um, welcoming yes. and nice and um, supportive of each other, and so like even if we're playing something different or um, kind of doing something different than the other bands, it's like it's open arms, right? So everyone's really tries to support each other, which is really nice. Everyone's told us to suck it, and I hope they never do. I hope they <laughs> never do. Uh, I want to ask about like some of the other places you've uh, played. Mm, we recently played at the Aviary. Uh, what did you guys think of that? Yeah, it's a wonderful venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. I believe it was a bird shop that they turned into. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it was a bird shop. They turned into a bird shop. Yeah, and it's just a venue, and it's a great little spot. Uh, they have shows there what almost every night. Starlight Room. That's a great venue in Edmonton. Um, that used to be a church. Soho, we have Soho coming up. I'm really excited to play there. We've mm-hmm. never played there before, but we've heard really good things about it. So, yeah. say the venues here are very diverse. Like there's those small one-offs that are, you know, just you know for music, and there's bars and um, you know restaurants with music, and you know everything in between. So, it's been a really good mix of all sorts of different types of formats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any places on your must play at list? Oh. I want to play at Starlight again. It's been a long time, and that's just such a great stage. The conference center. Oh, what about the Jube? The Jubilee. The yeah. Jubilee would be amazing. But we're just talking about local. Like, obviously, there's places around the world that we'd. Yeah. Sure. 
And have you had the chance to actually play um, outside Canada yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We're waiting for an invite from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> unfortunately, I cannot. Well, you know what? Yes, please come to the States and play some shows. I can't make it happen, but please come here and play some shows. Okay. We'll let you know. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. Um, now, going back a bit, uh, like I said earlier, you formed in um, in 2018, of course, and then it all went down the shitter. Um, how did that impact the band? Did you have to just do like a hard stop on whatever you were doing? We hard stopped, didn't we? Yeah. Initially. I think uh, right before lockdowns happened, you guys had just finished a music video. That's right. It was actually Wednesday before the lockdown. We did a music video and then we went to lockdown and then that's when our members after so much lockdown they're like, Okay, we're done, we're not doing this, this anymore and then yeah. Uh, it's time to change direction when there's not much else going on, right? So we kinda had to rebrand We yeah, we did rebrand and more ways than just like our sound, we uh, swapped a lot of equipment because we started trying trying to do like file sharing to uh, practice. Um, throughout lockdown so yeah. that was something that was an adjustment for sure got a lot more digital mm-hmm. yeah mm. yeah now did you have like all kinds of plans made <laughs> yeah we had great big shows coming up we had yeah we had like had that music video which kind of had kind of a crickets response because everything just kind of shot down we didn't have shows to promote it we didn't have we were supposed to play that music festival too oh, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. September yeah. 2020 we were playing the Big outdoor festival at Edmonton and what they call this but canceled. But yeah, a lot of, for even right now, right? And so yeah. but like we're we're doing it. Yeah. We're, we're fighting the fight. Keep on trucking. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's a very optimistic fella. Like we need him for more than just guitar and <laughs> winding tape. Every band needs the optimistic guy. Every single band. Right? Because <laughs> it's hard. It's very hard. So what is the songwriting process like for the three of you? It's a good question. Oh, every song is different. Like we all write every song together, um, but sometimes like I'll come up with a chord progression, or Garrett will, or Brandy will, and like I'll write the bridge. Or it's kind of just we do it together. It's very free flow. Yeah, not, not we definitely don't have a rigid process, which I like. I think we try to play off of like what someone else is offering too, and not like I don't feel like there's a ton of pressure to like complete stuff, or it's it's like use your ears and um see what comes out right and sometimes you know brandy's a writing machine so sometimes you know ideas come and they're they're really flushed out right and so and then it's like how do you just make it that much better or you know how do you make it something you really really want oh people you can't see this but you may be be able to hear it there is a band cat and i absolutely love that Mandy is legit a band cat. Every practice, she's laying there waiting for her temptations. That's yeah. after every practice. She's yeah. very... She knows when the she side, her favorite song. Yeah. yeah, when the set ends, she knows she's ready. Bring the cat to your shows and and put it on the merch table. People will people will buy <laughs> everything you've got. I think that that's genius, but we'd need little earmuffs for her. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be so adorable. Do that. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, how how often does the band get to play shows? Is this kind of like a regular thing for you? Uh, we're about twice a month right now. 
Yeah, twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on what we're up to. Like when we were uh, in the studio, we didn't play for like a month or two because uh, there was so much going on. Um, and we have our day jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, to a month right now. It's picking up though. And, you know, venues are starting up again. Mm-hmm. There's more shows. There's more of the other artists releasing stuff. So we're happy to support. Yeah. Um, Lots of EP release shows. Yeah, which is really fun for us. And mm-hmm. no pressure, just nice to play. And yeah. we have a little bit of a following coming to the shows, which is nice. <laughs> and yeah, when you see the same faces. Uh, yeah, really supportive. So Nice. Do you think a tour is possible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're bringing it there. Nice, nice. Have you ever had the chance to tour before? No, I haven't. No. Wow. It, it's an experience I, I've heard for, um, for bands. It's an experience because you either come out the best of friends or you never want to see them ever again. There's no like middle yeah. ground here. Yeah. Well, these two are married, so I think they'll be fine, but I might be the wild card. <laughs> oh, I get you. I get you. Okay. You know, there was one thing on the bio I was really curious about. Um, it's written that uh, music as a universal language. How is that? Well, uh, if you put a person from every country into one room and made them listen to an orchestra live, they'd probably all feel something. Yeah, because music is about a feeling, right? Yeah. So Even if you don't understand the lyrics, like, I could get down to yeah. Any music doesn't matter. Yeah, but. your emotional response is personal to you mm-hmm. and how you, what you've heard before, and yeah. what you're thinking about and what you're feeling. And it doesn't even have to be in the same language, right? Like you can hear music in a different language and you can still connect with it, right? And even if you're making up the lyrics in your head or the story in your head, it, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of up to the up to the listener, yeah. right? And so you you hope that when you write stuff. Um, you know, some of what you're trying to, um, what you're feeling and what you're putting out there is resonating with the listener. But at the end of the day, it's kind of how they want to hear it. And, yeah. and that's super cool, right? It is. Yeah. Two people listening to the same song can interpret the lyrics completely differently. Yeah. Which is really and cool. And they're both valid. Yeah. There's no right answers to any yeah. music, it's right? Really. It's, yeah. it's how you feel about it. Nice. That's my view. Well. I dig that. I dig that. All right. So what is on deck for 2023? January, we're stepping back into the studio, planning on doing one or two more songs, playing lots of shows. More, more releases coming out. We're recording. We have, we have a lot of songs that we just need to get recorded, play lots of shows, uh, hopefully do a video. Uh, Ooh, a video. Yeah, yeah. Hard to, hard to pick what song to do that for, though. Yes. It's hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, lots, lots in the works. Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, Garrett, Michelle, Brandy, thank you all so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And of course, loving the music. Folks, you know where to go. You Google Selfish Bodies. You go to ReverbNation.com slash Selfish Bodies. It's all there. Find the links. Follow them on, on their socials. And of course, more music to come. And more importantly, more shows to come. Thank you all. And definitely looking forward to the next conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And that'll bring this episode to a close. You can follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. Get to me at citywidemax at yahoo.com and check this show out wherever you find your favorite podcasts, as well as every Saturday at 10 p.m. on Boston Free Radio. 
To close things out, we've got Bambi Legs by Selfish Bodies. That's all for now, and I'll see you next time. Messing my life